Welcome to another episode of the Walk On Podcast, a podcast to help you take your next step in your faith journey with Christ. Today, I have just a few more thoughts on the concept of identity, kind of a continuation of some of the things that I talked about in my last podcast. I would encourage you to check that out. It lays the foundation for some of the things I'm going to be referencing and talking about here. Human, opposable thumbs, bipedal walking, language development, homo sapien, human. What does it mean to be human? I find it interesting that a lot of times when our humanity is referenced, it's often in the negative. Have you ever heard the phrase, well, I'm only human? Right? That, that's used when you've made a mistake or messed something up. You say, well, I'm just a human, uh, right? As if we're not uh, expected to be able to, to do things well or have things together. Or think about uh, in the movies or comic books when an alien or a superhero comes and they just overpower the humans, right? There's this phrase, you know, like puny humans that they use to throw out and to put us in our place. So how should we feel about this core identity of who we are, of being human? Is it something that we should be ashamed of, that we should try to overcome? I mean, are we destined to always be fallible and making mistakes and falling short and being uh, caught in our weakness? Or is there something more to this idea of being human? Is there something unique or special about it? Well, for me, as a follower of Christ, I turn to the scriptures to help inform me of how I should view myself and understand my identity. And right from the very beginning of the Bible in the uh, creation account, the beginning of the creation of all things, we get a glimpse of how we should feel about being human. In Genesis 1, after God creates uh, the world and um, all of the, the animals and the plants and the creatures in the sky and the sea, on the sixth day, he goes to create man. Genesis Chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Do you hear a phrase repeated over and over in those two verses? In his own image. So what does that mean to be created in God's own image? Well, first of all, there's something distinct about it because that is a phrase that is used when God creates humanity and not at any other point in the creation process. So there is something unique about humanity that we are created in the image of God. Now, there's a lot of different theories about what exactly does that mean. Some people think that uh, the fact that we are able to create 
you know, uh, humanity is responsible for just creating great works of art and being able to appreciate the, the beauty of artwork or the beauty of nature or the beauty of different things. And so some think that there's an aspect in our ability to create, which is reflective of um, the creative nature of God himself, uh, who can create, uh, but not only just creates, but is also then um, pleased and takes pleasure in what he creates. Others believe that being created in God's image is reflected in our sense of justice and morality and right and wrong. Another understanding of what it means to be created in God's image is found in the Hebrew word for image itself. That same word, uh, being created in God's image, is a phrase that's also connected to uh, times in Scripture where people create idols. So in a sense, when we're created in God's image, we are God's idols, Now, that sounds kind of weird, but let me unpack what that means. If an artist creates a sculpture of someone, uh, they create an image of that person, and then they set it up and display it. And you display it, you put it up in, uh, you know, the middle of a town square or uh, out in different places because you want people to look at it, you want people to notice it. And then you want them to think about the significance of that person that you've sculpted, the significance of the image of who that sculpture represents. So God created us in his image so that we would display or reflect or communicate who he is, how great he is and what he is like. And so think about this. God has placed 7 billion works of art on our planet that each one displays the beauty of their creator. So one of the thoughts of us being created in the image of God is that our role is to reflect God, to show the entire world who God is. And so when he gives Adam and Eve the command in Genesis to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, God is filling the earth with reflections of himself, of images of himself, so that his image, that who God is, can be known and spread over all the planet. So there's something unique and distinct about humanity that we bear the image and the likeness of God. And while all creation reflects God's glory and we say, you know, we can experience God in a sunset or the majesty of a, of a mountain scene, the truth is nothing reflects God's image quite in the same way as you or me because we were created in the image of God. And another thought about being created in the image of God is one that focuses on relationship and interaction. So it's this idea that we are created in the image of God so that we can have a relationship with him, that there's something inside of us that is enough like God that we can relate and connect to him. And you see that again in the Garden of Eden, that Adam and Eve were able to walk and talk and interact and relate with their creator that God desired a relationship with humanity at a different level than he desires a relationship with anything else he's created. He wants this intimate connection 
with humanity, and therefore he created us in his image for that to be possible. Or let me explain it this way. It's the reason that uh, I can have a stronger, more intimate relationship with my son who is uh, in my image than I can with a mouse whose image is so totally different and so far removed from me that I can't ever have a true intimate relationship. But someone who is similar to me, who is in my image, then I can have a true heart connection, a true intimate relationship. And I think that's one of the greatest drivers for this understanding of what does it mean to be created in the image of God? That God desires a relationship, an intimate, heartfelt connection. So next time you think about your humanity, may you realize that you're only human. And that is such a beautiful and wonderful thing because it means that you reflect the glory of God. You are an image bearer, that you carry his presence and his reflection and his image all over the earth. And every human being that you see walking on this planet, no matter where they come from, no matter what they've done, no matter what they have experienced, they carry the image of God in their identity. And then may we understand that being created in the image of God is an invitation into relationship with the creator of the universe, that we can be intimately connected and intimately known and intimately loved by him. And that changes everything. It changes how we relate to other people who carry the very image of God in them. It changes how we live out our faith knowing that we're not mistakes, we're not thrown to the side. No, we are at the very center of God's heart. And while that image of God may have been marred by the sin that we carry in our life, we have an incredible promise of what Jesus has done on the cross to repair that relationship. So now there is nothing hindering us from being able to act upon this reflection of God, this image of God in our hearts and be able to be intimately connected to our Heavenly Father. So as we close, I invite you to take a deep breath, pause, and reflect on the image of God that you carry. In what ways do you reflect Him to the world around you? What are the characteristics about your personality, about your abilities, that reflect the heart and characteristics of God? And then think about what steps you need to take to further connect that relationship that God wants to have with you. That the idea of Adam and Eve walking and talking and interacting with God in the garden can be true for you and for me today because of what Christ has done for us and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And may we live out our true identity in this world.